Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. You know who we're talking about. We're talking about Ed. And we're talking about Sean. We're talking about craft today. We're talking about Geekstus. That's right, I said to Geekstus. And welcome to episode 344 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. How are you this evening? Hi, Sean. I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, what you been doing lately? Um, well, uh, we saw a movie Thursday, uh, but uh, I, before we get to that, uh, did you see Batwoman? The Bat- I have not. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. I knew I forgot to do something. What I did was I watched a movie that I, I took home that Thursday night. Right. We were People don't know that we were talking about movies, obviously, but... Uh, Movie I saw last week, he saw this this week as well as a Thursday night movie. But let me get to Batwoman first. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yes, everybody, please, everybody, please don't. everybody praised this show, like you know, as as, the, as a great show for the season for the for the year or whatever. Uh huh. I'm not saying it's. A, I don't think it's a terrible show. I just don't think it's as great as everybody <laughs> says it is. Well, maybe you're looking at it from a different perspective. Maybe you keep- I, I, this is this is the perspective that I'm looking at. Okay, I know nothing about what Batwoman. I know only a little bit here and there. What I've seen, you know, in an animated okay. series, and you know, not not like, just one movie. I think it was the the Bad Blood. Yeah, but that's not got. Yeah, and that's got nothing. <laughs> yeah, saying like so, I know nothing about her really. Right, you know? and, right, I, right. And I, So I figure, well, okay, well, let's go sit down. It's another DC show. Arrow, they did great. Uh, Flash, they did great. Supergirl, they did great. Uh, Legends, <laughs> uh, all right. You know, there's some great, mo- good moments. You know, uh-huh. I'm not gonna go. You know, so I'm like, you know, I know, but I know nothing about Garo. I really didn't know nothing about Arrow either, right? And I'm like, I got to like him, so sure. Like, like how how can they screw this up? And they didn't. They didn't really screw this up. I just don't feel that certain things in the show that happened. Was explained well enough that you go, wait, what? Like, there, okay. there's a character in there that I know who he is. Okay, you know, because after I heard the name, I'm like, oh, I know who he is. Gotcha. And it's so that that's good if I know, right? <laughs> you know, because you know me of names, right? And who they are. But the thing was, is that like you don't know because of that name, you're supposed to know like all this information, right? And they don't deliver that right. like through the whole thing, so you don't know. This character, right? Unless you're a fan of, unless you already know who that person is, it doesn't come with any background. No. Okay, so That's... it's like saying, "Hey, look, there's Alfred," and you're if you've never known anything about Batman, you're automatically supposed to assume I know who Batman is because they address him as such. Because I know I, it's not a secret that Lucius Fox's son is in it. That's the one. Okay. That's so, the one. Okay. He, he they they gave Luke Fox, and I'm like, Lu- well. Well, right. well, I'm like, all right, like I, I know who he is based off of the, who his father is. Right. So you clearly you must be the child of Lucius Fox, and you go, okay, well, based upon the history that I know about Lucius Fox, this must be who you are and why you're helping out. But unless you know that, but like, like he's just a regular character. But he's just a regular person, right? And, you know, and, you know, and, and the thing was is that like I don't know enough about I know about Lucius Fox. I don't know anything about Luke Fox. Right. So you go. Could that be possible? Like, I, like, like, what? Like, all of a sudden, like the the way he started out in in the show, like uh-huh. you think of one way of, of him, right? They drop the name, and then you go, all right, now I'm supposed to think that what he is, but it's just like going like you're Batman, uh-huh. and your son now is Batman because you know you were Batman, you were Batman, right, right. and it's like. Look, son, uh, for so many years I, I fought crime and I fought crime because, you know, my parents died and I, I decided not to do that. 
But since that didn't happen to you, here's a cape and cow. Go go carry it on the family. Right, line. Like, <laughs> right. It's like it's like it's like 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 carpenter to carpenter. The son right. now learns the carpeting skills of the yes. father. And I'm like, well, just because Lucius Fox was, I don't want to be Batman, Dad. I want to be an actor. Right. Like <laughs> like, like I want to be knows? a dancer. No son of mine's gonna be a dancer. You're gonna fight crime just like everybody else in this family. <laughs> and so it's like that was that's kind of bothered me. Like like I I for the rest of the episode that just bothered me too big because he was doing other things in this episode which made sense in a way. Right. If you go, his skill level to me is not like <laughs> like told like they didn't set that up like right. what his skill set is. You go. You know, and I know people are going to be yelling at me for this, but I'm like, I don't really care because I don't know the characters. Right. Like I said, like they 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 should have made they should have played it off. Like you don't know anything about Wabam. You like the other DC shows? We're gonna we still got to <laughs> fill us in on these well, characters. Honest trailers. We know you know nothing about Batwoman, but we're gonna tell you this, and you're gonna have some likable characters that you kind of sort of know under different names, right? And you're just going to assume that because they remind you of someone else. They have the same ability as everyone else. Like like Lucius Fox's son, Luke, happens to be a tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like I said, they never mention it once. You, right. go, you go, is he? Because there was, there was one scene, there's one uh, and I won't talk, I, I can't right. talk. But it, like, when you see it, you kind of will know, and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, okay. that's, that's how I was. See, okay, well, last time, we, I might have to, when I get home, I might have to sit down because tonight I attribute episode two. Yes. So I might have two episodes to watch. So I think before I go to bed to get up for work tomorrow, maybe I'll watch Batwoman both episodes just for for the for the the, the giggles of it and have a report for next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I'm going to still watch it. Don't get me wrong. I know, and I, I, it wasn't terrible that I'm like, fuck right. the show. Look, it's, it's not a huge train wreck. It's more like a, a, a fender bender on the highway. You crane and you go. Oh really? That sucks. That that's gonna be a bad day for somebody. But you, you other than that, road's still clear. You know, you just go look. It's a sunny day. It's great. I'm going to wherever I'm going. La, 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 la. Oh, car accident. That kind of sucks. Oh, I mean, you know, crane. It, okay, keep going. Like you know? I said, it, it drew me enough to go. Like, I'm interested to see where this is going. Right. Especially that like, towards the end of the year, there's the crisis on Infinite Earth, right. and it's like. You know she's going to be in it, so, you know, and one of her shows is going to be part of it. So you right. have to watch it. You got to really, tie it all in. To tie it all in. So I mean, like though, not even the crisis part of it. I mean, still want to watch it because you know, like I think Ruby Rose is a, a good actor, a good actress to do the job. Right. You know, like right. for for it. You know, and I'm and I'm, I'm like I do like the the villain part of it. Uh, you know, though again, that was another th- issue that I had with it on who the villain. Is based off of which, like I said, I can't tell you. Well, until okay, you see okay. It. Would you like me to fill in some stuff that I already pre know? Yes, I know that they're going to have kind of a Joker esque kind of bad guy. It's Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Yes, after that. like which is a more derivative off of the Mad Hatter than it is of the Joker. Yes. So I know that that she is going to play uh, like kind of like Batwoman's foil. Like yes. It's going to be her Joker. Right. You know, and that's about all I know. I don't know who the actress is. I don't know if she does a good job. I don't know how I she's I think she did it. a great job. I'm okay. going to say like, like the acting in this was good. Right. I just don't think it was written well enough. Oh, like, boy. you know, like, you know, like there's, to, they're going to have to work out some, they're going to have to buff some it, things uh, out. Again, how it, many times have we sit there going, they got to work on some bugs, but remember, it is first episode, first season. Yeah. They probably don't know what they're just happy to be at yeah, the show. Yeah, but the thing is, no. <laughs> the thing is, is like, I think they, 
I think they, you know, they threw her in last season because of the the last right, crossover right, event. Right. And they she brought her, her in right. for a little bit for like a like a ten minute cameo mm-hmm. to give you like that back thing. So you go, okay. So now this is like the the start of it. And I go, I don't think they they thought of the script. They were just like so much of the buzz was going around about her being the the right, Batwoman, right, right, right. Rose being the the the, the, uh, the actress playing her, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think they really written the script out really, like. You know, right. like, and they just kind of like, here you go. And it was like, yeah, maybe you should have developed that more. Like, you know, have right. a, like right, an right. afternoon. Like, I think I could have wrote a few lines a little bit better. Oh, okay. You know, and I'm terrible at writing. So <laughs> like, let's put it there. Um, but the the only thing about the villain I didn't like was the relationships aspect, which won't go any further than that. Okay. But when you hear it at the end, you go, really? Uh, it's like, okay. well, there's really moments like, like it's a GI Joe thing over again, the, okay. the live action GI Joe. And you go, really? Like that was just stupid. And, okay. You know, and then, okay. to me, but I think she did a great job. I do like the villain. Uh, I was like, I was just kind of creepy enough to go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch more She's of this. kind of creepy, but yeah, I'm kind of attracted to her. Right. <laughs> right in my alley. I'm scared and have bored to I'm scared and excited all at the same time. Oof. Um, all right. What else have you been doing? Um, that's pretty much it. And then Thursday night movie, which Thursday know. night's movie, which was um, Anna. 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 For those people who don't know, Anna is a movie that takes place during the early nineties. Um, still Cold Era Russia, Cold War Era. Well, it started. It started in the eighties. Give you gives you start off with the eighties, like the mid eighties. And well, then I was, was going to get to that. It okay. mostly takes place in the nineties, and it does flash back to like late eighties. By like about 1989, right? So technically, isn't it really the 90s? When well, no, form- it's the one. The, the the one scene was 1990. Okay, you know, like where she goes. Okay, but- here, here, folks, this is what it is. It's she's basically a Russian spy who's works for you know her government and stuff like that. And if you've seen Atomic Blonde, if you've seen Point of No Return, if you've seen you, Red Sparrow, if you've seen Red Sparrow, Lucy, Lucy, um, if you're gonna watch Black Widow. I'm sure there's gonna be some stuff in yeah. there too. It it's very. I don't mind a movie where you can kind of see where things are gonna go. To me, it's not about the. It's about the, not the destination, but the journey. How are you gonna to get to this part? I I can see that you're gonna go this way. How are you gonna get there? How they get there is you just kind of go really. <sighs> okay, it's it directed by Luke Basson, who has some hits and misses because yes. we went through his. He gave you the fifth element. He gave you Lucy. He gave you the Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Or yeah, the, yeah. The, um, he he also gave you Leon the Professional. He's also done some not so good movies as well. Like if, if you've seen Lucy and you weren't excited by it, I get it. If you've seen Fifth Element and you loved it, he's 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 the guy. Yeah. Um, this was directed by him. He he also did Lockup, which is one that notoriously got him in trouble because it's. The one where the president's daughters trapped on the moon, which is a planet colony, which is a um, prison colony, yeah. and they send a Snake Plissken esque type guy to go rescue her. It was so much a direct lift of, of uh, we call it Escape from New York that John Carpenter actually actually had a lawsuit against it. <laughs> um, have how much closely how closely related to it, and I think Luke Besson said, "Yeah, it's a it's an homage to that movie," and they're like. That is not an homage. That looks like a direct lift. Of, you know? yeah. So a part of me is like, but it's also really, really bad, too. Part of me is like, I kind of want to watch it because I love Escape from New York. I think I'd want to see a bad version of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, did, what did John Carpenter did not do? Right. Let's see this movie. All the stuff that I didn't want to put in it, he put in it. Yeah. Um, 
So the movie had Anna had some very choreographed fight scenes. Yes, very very choreographed. I was like that looked like I was lifted right out of John Wick. That looked like it was lifted right out of Atomic Blonde. But I'm also like, okay, you know what? I'm willing to let go of some of that stuff if the fight choreography is good. This seemed very slow is the best way I can put it. It's it's choreographed slowly, where when you watch John Wick and Atomic Blonde, either they they ramp up the frames per per second or whatever, or because they practice it so many times that it looks very fluid and very fast and very, like, on point. Like, it could actually, if two people who are are experts in their field should be able to do hand-to-hand stuff like that. Mm. Um, We talked about John Wick 3, where it was so choreographed that the person's hands were already there before the foot was, you know? yeah. This was more like, okay, okay, everybody get together. We're going to work through it. We're going to film it, like the practice, and we're going to take your time, go through the moves, make sure that everyone knows where we're supposed to be, and, and, and then we're, we're, we're going to film it just for prosperity so, so we can look back where things need to be done. And then it's like, okay, go. And it becomes like punch, kick. I'm going to grab the gun here and then flip you over and shoot you with the gun. And But it's all very slow. Not super slow, but very casual, one might say. <laughs> and it seemed a little too casual for me going, wow, it looks like a dance they've done like a million times over, and they're just kind of like phoning it in a little bit. you know. Well, I, I'm trying to find the, the movie now because I want to, to get the actress's name for this. Hold on a sec here. I'm pulling okay. it up right now as we were speaking. Um, the actress who played Anna? Yes. Sasha Lust, which this is this her is her first, first movie, because it's like we we I, I plugged it into something right. and it came up. It was the only movie that came up on Voodoo of all the movies because you can on Voodoo if you're air you can plug in right. a, a person's name and and see where it comes up. So this is the basic layer. I think it's because she's very skinny. She's supposed she's to be very like, skinny. She's 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 attractive enough to be uh, on screen, right? So um, I think that like she she's probably not really into fighting like like doing choreography especially right. in the first movie so I think maybe that's why it was like that sure. slow pace and what you do is you take an, an unknown actor who takes a first role and what do you do you put her in a scene with experienced actors yeah like you have Helen Mirren in it you have um, Luke Evans Luke Evans in it so you're like okay here's some t- and then uh, Cillian Murphy the guy who played Scarecrow yeah. in in most people know him from that or from other things Turbulence is another movie. I know, or Pleaky uh, something on Netflix. Um, in Time. I don't know, it might be a skew, obscure, but that's right. another okay. movie. Three predominantly good actors and actresses. Like, they're yeah. all. Helen Mirren's got a couple Oscars under her belt. So you figure you throw in her, and instantly you go, Helen Mirren's in it. I kind of want to watch that. I like yeah. her. She was great because it's Helen Mirren. Now, but I'm going to be honest, I was not surprised where that movie went at all. It was very like, oh, I can see what you're going to do there. What bothered me the most was that they would do this Pulp Fiction time frame kind of thing where it was like, hey, here's a situation. And you're like, well, how'd that happen? Let's go back three years ago and show you how it led to this because there's an interaction there, there between was, there two was people. Two, there was two things that go on. One you just mentioned. that, that uh-huh. But there, there was another thing where a scene happened and they show it again and they show it in another point of view, basically. Uh-huh. It felt like watching Clue at the end. They go, here's what really happened. Right. <laughs> they, would, they would play that scene out again. And then from from that character that, that was now the other point of view, what they did after that scene, basically. Right. Or, because, or, or what they do is um, when they do a heist movie, and at the end of the heist movie, there's always someone going, and this is how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go, 
you rewind time and you go, oh, this, and you start seeing it from other angles, like you're you right. say, going, oh, that's where the camera was. That's where that person was hiding. Oh, that's where the gun was at. And you, you're looking at the scene going, I, I don't care. It, it was over. <sighs> All right, give me 10 more minutes. <laughs> it was, I would say, it wasn't a horrible movie. Right. But it also wasn't the greatest movie. And I kind of feel like a lot of Luke Besson's movies kind of always fall in that, that frame. Like a lot of people, I love The Professional. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Some people go, meh, it was all right. I appreciated Lucy. I didn't think it was a great movie. Okay. You know, but I also like watching Scarlett Johansson for two hours. Yeah. You know, and her kicking ass because I'm like watching her throw a punch. I go, I've seen her in the Avengers movies. I know she could throw a punch. Right. Sort of. You know? So I'm like, I'm interested in that and the whole, you know, how she gets her powers and things like that, or her, her ability, more so or less. But do it, did I think, and I, I love Fifth Element. You know, it's a great movie. You know, but this one, whew, I, I, I enjoyed Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. It, visually, it was beautiful. Storyline, I think I think you and I both agree that the actors that were portraying in the roles were kind of like, eh. Yeah. Clara Van, whatever. Um, this, we call it the... Um, but nobody's you'll never hear the from again. The enchantress from well, she's Claire and Devenu. She's in the TV show with um, on Amazon where she plays like a fairy. Okay. Um, and then the other guy played Harry Osborn in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, you know that's yeah. that's how I know him. He was also the bad guy in um, the Chronicle movie where these kids. Oh right, right. He was he yes. he's the one who went dark while the other ones while Michael B. Jordan went hero. He went evil. Right. You know. Um, I, I Clive Owen, I think, when in the Valerian <laughs> was just phoning it in totally, right. like, like I'm just in a sci-fi. Yeah, movie. Yeah, like, hey, look at me, I'm gonna say I gotta act in front of this green screen. What line? Yeah, you know, and I'm like, I just really wanted to work with Luke. He's my friend of mine. You know, kind of like, yeah. you just all right, whatever. Um, what do you think about it? I now now I know why I paid sixteen bucks for because <laughs> when it came out, I'm, I'm I saw it. And I'm like, like, the DVD was fifteen, and the, the Blu-ray DVD digital copy right. combo pack was sixteen dollars. And I'm like, for a buck more, like you know, like <laughs> you've got my money for an extra dollar. <laughs> <Right>. Swiped, <laughs> and I go, well, now I know why it was sixty bucks. The four right. K was like twenty. So you go because and like in the grand scheme of things, kids. It's cheap. It is. First know, world problems. Because <laughs> it's usually like twenty bucks yeah, for the combo and yeah. like like eighteen for the blue just the DVD. If, it, if you get it on day one, it's usually about twenty bucks. Usually it's twenty five when it's not on sale. Right. So for to get a movie day one for fifteen bucks or sixteen bucks for the extra digital copy, you go, Oh, that seems like a that seems like a deal. <laughs> and you find out why when you're watching it going, All right. <laughs> Six months I could have waited and it would have been like seven ninety nine. Right. You know, like or ten dollars with a steel book. Right. <laughs> exactly. I gotta bought the steel book or dead in six months. You know, now I'm like watching certain movies and it's like, oh man, you know, and I'm like now like now like certain movies I'm waiting for. Like I'm still waiting for Men in Black International. I know it's terrible. I haven't seen it, <laughs> but everybody's telling me it's terrible and I'm That's like horrible. And I'm like I'm like I went in my collection because I got the other Men in Black movies. Right. And I'm like, I'm still waiting for it to go down to price. It was just at Best Buy today. And I'm like, nope, still still the normal price. Yeah, not my price range. Give it another Christmas time. The new yeah. line of steel books will be out. I'll get yeah. it then. Yeah. Uh, oof. <laughs> I did, though. Well, a couple things. Number one, I have to, last week, on last week's show, we also talked about the seven um, movies that you need to see. Yes. To get yourself geared up. 
um, for, for Cyber- Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yes, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, I when I said to Stacy, Stacy couldn't understand. I'm like, it's not a movie based in that world. It's a cyberpunk story where like, and I told her about like, you know, both Blade Runner movies while it's, it's set in this pseudo future, a, a future that's possible, you know? And she's like, Oh, okay. I got it. Cause one of the, out of the seven that was on the list, there was one movie I did not see that you saw. It was called upgrade. Yes. You saw it. You liked it. I took it home that night. Cause I was like, well, I, I can't, I can't not see it. Yeah. Cause it was a, it was a coin flip between Anna, up, Anna and upgrade. And my, argument for Anna was well you've already seen it you've already it's seen Upgrade, upgrade right it, I'd I, see it again because I enjoyed right. it and, and I was like and I was appreciative of that but I was also I thought that Anna would be better for the, the, the show because it would be a fresh movie that you and I have both seen yeah you know in retrospect I still think watching Anna was good for the show <laughs> it, it got us some chuckles in it but I also wanted to see Upgrade because I, I don't want to Seven movies. I have six out of seven movies. Well, it's two hours out of my time. Yeah, I can watch the, the last movie. So when I got home, I watched that movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. Um, I got. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, uh, you like it because he's he's been around the bush no, on this one. No, I actually really liked it. I mean, some of it was kind of hokey. Um, the guy who's who's the actor kind of reminds me of a of a poor man's um, what's his face? Um, shit, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> what's his? Uh, um, every t- his mind. I'm always thinking. <laughs> I always want to say Tom Brady, and it's not Tom Brady. Uh, Venom. It's uh, Tom Hardy. Oh, want, oh, poor man's Tom Hardy. He always reminds me of a Tom, uh, poor man's Tom Hardy. Yeah, he kind of looks like him a little bit, except a skinnier version. Yeah, he was doing the. He has a beard on, so he kind of he kind of sort of reminded me a little of of Tom Hardy, just a little bit. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I got no. I got another person. I was just thinking of when you were saying that, and I, and I don't remember the name of him either. <laughs> so I know the movie he was just in that I saw. Wait. He, he in my dad used to watch a show. Gerard called, Butler, that's the guy. Oh, so I didn't see poor Gerard man, Butler. to poor man's Gerard okay. Butler, that's the guy. Like, in in my head, um, to me, there was a TV show on USA called I think Dark Blue or something like that. I've now to kind of look up where it was a bunch of cops that kind of worked undercover all the time and he was like the lead one of the lead cops um this actor or the the, the actor the guy in upgrade okay because uh, I'm, I'm like i have like all these logan people. marshall green is the actor um people might know him he, he, he i'm gonna get his people might know him from the invitation from 2000 2015 oh you know what Here's where people want to know him. He was uh, the first shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. He was also in Prometheus. He was Charles Holloway. Uh, he was in Telling Lies, When They See Us, Upgrade. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, where's the show? Uh, 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 I was going to see all because he was on a TV show for like 20 episodes, and it was a few years back. Dark Blue, yeah. It was, he played Dean Bennis. Um, it, he was also a, a mechanic in the movie Devil. He's, he's, had, he's had a run. Most people, like I said, most people remind him from Prometheus. But to me, it was, he just kind of looked like a poor man, Tom Hardy. He's like, here, I'm going to, here's a photo of him in a, a video game called Telling Lies, where I guess it's a visual. Like, see him sitting there with the beard and all that stuff. Yeah. He kind of looks like Tom Hardy a little bit. It does, yeah. You know, so in my head, I'm like, okay, they couldn't get Tom Hardy for the role, so they got this guy. 
Plus, Plus also, Tom, Tom Hardy was probably out of their pay scale. Because yeah. it did seem sort of low budget in the way of, not set design, but more in the way of like who the other actors in the story. Like in order, in order to have as much special effects as we need, we need to hire. Yeah, we, we can't get a. We uh, can't get. We can't get a Will Smith for this. No, we can't get a Tom Hardy or Will Smith, but we can get that guy who kind of looks like Tom Hardy if you put a beard on him, and he's good at acting a little crazy. Like you know how like in Venom he had like two personalities. Yeah. He, this guy kind of does the same thing a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was an, an enjoyable movie. The ending was like, oh, I see what you guys did there. You did the, you know, the, oh, just when you thought there was one twist, here's a second twist. Yeah. You're like, all right, I got it. I I wasn't like, <gasps> I wasn't like, all right, I got gotcha. you. Good, good, good move. You know, <laughs> um, and I was like, I enjoyed it. Now, I don't know what more to say. I, I, I'm i glad I rounded off the, 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 the list. The, the, the list. Seven list. And I'm like, I'm ready. You know, um, but yeah, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. Um, I, but also, one thing I want to say too is, you know how, you know how life kind of gives you things, and you kind of find it funny. Like, I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast, right? And I haven't listened to it in a while because I thought he was on kind of like a vacation, and because he's doing the reboot thing, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that popped up is I noticed that I'm also a couple weeks ago we we. The folks at home know that Sean's not using his iPod anymore to listen to podcasts. Yeah. He's l- using his phone. I'm actually using trying to use all the amenities of my phone, and one of those is I can stream free podcasts. Kevin's a free podcast, but the one I had two shows that I didn't know were already updated with because they both start off with you know like the Joker talking about the Joker. So every time I saw the Joker, I'm like, oh, it's not a new episode, and I wasn't looking at the dates. Right. I noticed that I had a new show, so I was, I was listening to it, and it's weird how people think the same, or not necessarily, or how things are resonating in people's brain. Because last week we were talking about the peacock, okay, huh. ABC's thing, and I made the joke of the peacock, right? Right. That joke was made on Fat Man Beyond, right? Yeah. And I chuckled, but the thing is, and the reason why I'm bringing it up the show is not only the parallel thing, but to actually give credit where credit's due. The reason why I heard that word, that phrase before goes back to George Car- George Carlin joke. So uh-huh. I want to make sure that I give my propers due because I don't want to be like, oh, Sean's stealing a material. I don't know why. I just felt got paranoid for whatever reason. I'm like, I should bring it to the show like a redacted. In. Like, just let you know, Sean realizes that in case people do listen to both shows, they go, Sean stole that joke. Ah-ah-ah! I heard that joke after I made that joke. But that joke was referencing something back to, the, to, to George Carlin that I completely forgot about. So I'm giving credit where credit's due. George Carlin came up with Pecunt, and I'm giving it back to him. <laughs> okay. All right, there you go. And then, Ed, you and I are tech people. Yeah. I had to bring this to the show because it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. Stacy's binge-watching The Blacklist on okay. Netflix, show I've watched, you know, I was watching for a while. But, and it's something that comes up every time when computers are involved. Okay. All right? And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Someone's going to steal something from another computer. Yes. They plug it in. Uh-huh. They upload the file. Uh-huh. They unplug it and they walk away. Yes. How many? I, I, and instantly I got mad. Stacey's like, "What wrong? What, what's wrong?" And I'm like, "You don't know how frustrating it is to see that scene and have no one close any of the fucking windows. <laughs> <laughs> like in the real world, you have to open up all these windows, find the file, copy it over, and then walk away." 
all those windows are still open. <laughs> <laughs> and you never see anybody just drag and drop. Right. <laughs> it's always plug in. There's It's one file. It's a document. And it takes forever. Yes. It, it, it needs what document needs a account up to 100 None. <laughs> it is, and and you just stand there and you watch over your shoulders when you just like drag. They never call up, you know, like hey. And Stacey's like, and you ever notice when they plug it into the, in the that flash drive into the computer, it knows exactly to copy files. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> the moment you plug it in, it's doing oh, copying files. I'm like, okay, maybe you can do kind of a, a small program to copy whatever on there, yeah, to look for a file. But it's still, I'm like, you still opened up all those windows to get there. Yeah, not closing. You're not closing any windows down. And she's Stacy's like, I love Stacy, but she sits with She's like, well, maybe after a while, you know, when the screen protector comes up, maybe it knows to close the programs. I was like, sweetheart, that's great. You think that, but not all they they haven't done that. <laughs> science work. fiction, not science that's, fact. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's never worked that way. <laughs> I'm like, you run in, open up all these files, thing, shove a thing in there, grab it, and then go. You're not going to take the moment to go click, 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 to cover the evidence. Right. You're, you're already sneaking in there in the first place. Shouldn't you at least cover the evidence by going, should I go close these windows? Click, 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 X, 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 X. <laughs> not that exciting. That's why. It's not, right. That's the um, reason why they don't do it. But People now at home are now are going to start noticing. I, I, you're welcome. <laughs> Either you've already known this and it drives you crazy too. And I think the only people who really do, it really bothers the most are the tech people. Yes, are the computer people who like maybe either doubt work with computers in a little bit way? They all know you have to close. You have to close windows. I think the regular schmoes who just listen to I just I think our audience is going to be just as annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there's somebody out there going, you know what? I never noticed that, and now they're going to always notice it. Yes, and they're going to be just as annoyed as I am. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's my early my early gift to you this season. This holiday season. <laughs> That's the thing that uh, <laughs> the people that like don't really know computers and the will notice it go, damn those geesters. Damn you, Sean. <laughs> if you want to get really annoyed, if you know anything about them anything about computers at all, now go back and watch the movie The Net. <laughs> I watched that. Rec- I watched that recently. I'm like, I was so pissed off. I'm like, wow, that is terrible. That is. It, I it, used to love that movie like in the nineties. I knew it was completely inaccurate, but I loved it. because it was a computer movie. It was like very few. It was like the it. first time where like the internet was just getting real. It was just getting started. It's ninety five, right? And yeah. Sandra Bullock was in it, and she was like. Uh, it was one of those things where someone used the internet to, to disperse, dismerge her name, dismerge her name, and was she like wanted for murder because of the stuff that was on the internet, and it was just horrible. It and well, she was she she was she was a hacker that nobody well not right, okay she was like she was yeah I mean she was she was a hacker but she worked for this company but she never stepped foot in the office she always worked from home right she only had like by phone calls she never video she was chatted agoraphobic or something right like, she didn't like people and. You know, and and, and uh, I think she was Ugh. taking care of her ailing mother, who was uh, uh, right. Uh, had Alzheimer's. Right. Once again, hey, a beautiful person works in hacking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah, that's true. She she covers some kind of murder based off of a virus that she finds and right. thing. And then all of a sudden now, like she goes on vacation, and the people that have the virus, uh, yeah. that un- what she uncovered now is now tracking her down to kill her because she's the last link. Right. To to <laughs> find out. God. I remember watching that movie in the theaters going, that ain't possible. 
That's not even remotely close. Back. I, I, my my favorite though was uh, Dennis Miller was in the. He was a doctor. Right. He, they gave him the wrong medication because the barcodes they scanned. Right. And I'm like, they don't even do that in real hospitals now. Like they didn't do it then, and they don't do it now. Like, 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 like they just blindly scan it, and it's like, right. you know, it could be like rat poison. Beep. It checks out. Checks out. Here you go. It says on the package, rat poison. Not according to this scan. <laughs> when I scan the barcode, it's correct. Here, it's aspirin. Take it. Yeah. It says rat poison. No, no, I scanned it. It works fine. Take it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, what do you die of rat poisoning? Clearly, it's right in his hand. I don't know. <laughs> computer said it was Tylenol. <laughs> Check. Computer said it was good. Yeah. So I'm going, doi. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> so like the medical professional people at least be pissed off by that part. Like, computer people were pissed off. Medical people were pissed off. And it still made like $100 million. Because <laughs> it was Sandra Bullock in a, yeah. in a movie about shit no one really knew about at the time. <laughs> I knew it, and I'm like, and I knew right. it was an But I was like, ah, it's it's a computer movie. Like, what do you want? Like, we don't I, have any of those. The know. moment computers come into play, I'm always like, okay, well, here's the sci-fi part of the movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> like based on real actual facts. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one part of sci-fi you're being through. Like, person didn't close a window. <laughs> Science fiction. <laughs> it was driving me crazy watching this scene. You know, it was like, hey, there's a mole in the company. It was there's a mole in in the in the post office. They call it. So the one woman plugs in this flash drive, copies a file instantly because it knew what file to copy because you plugged it in, and she unplugs it and leaves. And I'm just like, <sighs> pause. Stacey's like, why'd you pause? I'm like, you don't have no idea how frustrating that is watching that. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, she didn't close a window, not one. And Stacey's like, you're right. <laughs> She's laughing. She's like, uh. Well, the, 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 there is one accurate movie that did that. Did that. Iron Man. Okay. But she was stealing the files <laughs> right. for Tony, and she was in the office. Right. Did, uh, what do you call it? Came in. Jabadiah came in. Right. Okay. They, and then there's one the screensaver, then the, she flipped that thing, the, the window was still open. Click, click. Yeah. Right. Okay. The one movie. T- t- leave it to Iron Man. Leave it to John Favreau to go, you know what? That never happens. Oops. we got to close. Here, we'll make a joke out of it. Shook it up. Now click those. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the, the 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 one that really irritates me though is uh, Swordfish, the beginning of Swordfish. Oh my god! <laughs> Another movie that takes science fiction to a whole new reality. Because 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 you give somebody a computer fresh and tell uh, him to hack into a system, right. not knowing what this computer has on it, <laughs> right? anything about it. <laughs> You kind of go, yeah, that's unbelievable. But then he's getting a blowjob on top oh, of it while he's doing and it. The gun to his head, and he's got to do it in a minute. I'm like impossible <laughs> 50,000 times over. I'm like, I'm like, it's just ridiculous. I'm only watching this movie because it's the first movie that I know we show you Halle Berry's boobs. Yeah. Um, at, at, at the time, I'm like... Um, at, that was a surprise to me. Was, I knew going in you were going to see her boobs. I knew John Travolta was going to be the bad guy, so it was going to be over top. It was Hugh Jackman's like real first movie after he was introduced in X-Men yeah. as Wolverine. So I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy's got. All right, all right, all right. You know, and then you see your boobs. I'm like, all right, yay. Finally, <laughs> finally, after all these years. And you're like, yay. Oh, the rest of the movie is just like, all right, what's well, kind of fun? Sure. Oh, look, this one fucks with time, too, a little bit as well. <laughs> this one goes back as the ending happens. You go, oh, no, you want to see how he did it? <laughs> this is how it was done. <laughs> you're like, ah. <laughs> uh, movie tropes, got to love them. Yeah. All right, so outside of that, Ed, uh, movies came out today, this weekend. Yes. Gemini Man was one of them. 
Was it? Oh, yes, it was. Yes. yes. Um, I, I, I think I, I know where this one's going because I actually had to look up Box Office Mojo yeah. this, uh, this afternoon because I was curious because I've been reading some... some uh, Ed, give us a top five movies. <laughs> okay. Top five movies. Here, here we go. Number five was the number three movie of last week. Downton Abbey it made $4.9 over the weekend and 82.6 overall in the four weeks of release. I have no budget on that, so I don't know if it's doing well or not. All right. Uh, number four was the number two movie of last week, Abominable. It made $6.1 million over the weekend and 47.9 over three weeks of release with a $75 million budget. So that's not doing well. All right. Number three was a new release, Gemini Man. It made $20.5 million over the weekend. That's its total gross with a... Whoa. <laughs> there you go. I was <laughs> with waiting a $138 million budget. Woo. <laughs> God, that is terrible. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I when I saw the trailer for Gemini, man, the first time, I'm like, that looks terrible. Like, I hope the CGI gets better. Like, I like I thought it was going to be a rough cut that they did. They were just short on time. I actually have I actually have a news article about this. Before you do no, that, no, let's okay. finish out the top five. Number one, number two was also a new release, Adam's Family 2019. It made $30.2 million over the weekend. That's its control gross. It's a new release. I have no budget on that one either. And the number one movie, still number one, Joker. It made $55 million over the weekend. That is really good. With 192.7 overall in the two weeks release with a $55 million right. budget. You just say Joker's hit. Yes. Needs to say, I, I, when I opened up the news, when I opened up the newspaper, when I opened up Facebook today, all I saw was how much of a bomb Gemini Man was. Now, earlier in the week, Stacy showed me a video that Will Smith put up about the actual, like him doing, like, um, I guess at a screening, and they talked about how they, a lot of the stuff they got to, to, he had to do both roles. Yeah. It wasn't while it's a computer, um. You know, camera in the face. We've all seen Andy Circus, camera in the face, dots on his face, camera right there in front of him, all dots on his face to do the motion capture part mm. of the performance. Will Smith had to do both acting. He had to act. He had to act as his older self and act as his younger self. So he they had to show him a lot of footage because Ang Lee admitted that he wasn't such a good actor when he was younger. <laughs> so he had to show him how he acted on screen as in the nineties. Because that's what it's supposed to be in like a 90s version of Will Smith versus a 2019 version of Will Smith. Um, and the behind the scenes things are fascinating, obviously. And Will's charming as always and stuff like that. Did my fuck come over there? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so I was oh, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gemini man. <laughs> so I was Jam watching. something yes, man. <laughs> I was. That's <laughs> funny. Um, I saw it and I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then I saw um, that the movie is not doing well. Like it was technically bombing in the box office this weekend. And I was kind of, I'm like, oh my God, it kind of sucks. Cause I feel like at what point did Will Smith's career start going down? Like he was like the, the 4th of he July guy. 4th of July, man. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere hits, you know, like, okay. Suicide Squad was okay, but. I think it was before that, even. I right, think it was before that. Um, I think it was uh, iRobot. iRobot, I think that, well, yeah, but... Uh, I Am Legend. I, blame Wild Wild West. Yeah, that's, that's true. Where, I think that's where the first hit was. That was the first miss. Um, but I think, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're Will Smith, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, I I have an article... Go, of, go, go back there real quick to where you said that 
Ang Lee showed him when he acted in the 90s that wasn't that good. Was that what they were trying to portray in this movie? I don't know. I think he was trying to make sure that... that like, like, we want bad actor 90s for the young we, for the young Will Smith versus... I think like, it's, it's more like... Um, Will Smith said perfectly that when people talk to him and they talk about the stuff that he used to do, they have a different memory of what he actually did. You know, like... Like Will, where Fresh Prince, he was once. He actually says that um, over the years, every ten years, he changes his autograph, so he knows when someone starts talking to him, when someone shows him a paraphernalia, he knows what what time from how how that person knows him from. Because mm-hmm. like you know, when he was the Fresh Prince, he used to sign at the Fresh Prince. Then when he was Will Smith, it was Will Smith, and then it became Will, and then they changed it to something else. Right. You know, his signature right has changed. Um, but what they were showing him was like, hey, look, this is how you used to act on screen. Like, this is what you're acting, like how maybe over the top or like, I, it, it didn't really give you like, here's a specific scene. Like, you, Ang Lee said that he wasn't a good actor in the 90s. Right. Will Smith wasn't okay. a good actor. And his acting ability has grown since then. Okay. But we need you to dial yourself back to that 90s version of Will Smith to do the role. You can't have... <laughs> To do the young will, you can't have the acting and the and the the, you can't make the good decisions where you need to make the bad decisions like in 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 that part. Like it was it was weird. Like you as a per, we grow as a person. And no, sure- I, I I understand what yeah. you're telling me and all this, but I think that's a terrible idea for a <laughs> film. I really do. Like we want bad actor will '90s it will for for the the young parts and then. Polished Will Smith for <laughs> I, for today, I don't know and I'm like, I'm I don't like, know if it's that, that black and white. That, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna make half of you bad <laughs> and half of you good, and it's gonna be great in this movie. Like, who gives a fuck? Well, like, maybe it's make the, or maybe, polished, kick polished young Will Smith. You know, make him maybe young. they mean like the over the top acting. Like, you know, like whenever he's mad, he's really mad. Versus the oh, I'm mad at you. It's like I'm really mad at you. Versus the no, man, I'm really mad at you. Like more like. Like, they have to get that Will Smith back where he's, like, over the top going, ah, ha, ha, look at me, I'm Will Smith, look at my ears, you know? And then more of the polished Will Smith going, hey, man, how's it going? Look at my ears, you know? <laughs> I'm Genie, you know? <laughs> that's to, me, to, me, to me, that just sounds like a temporal idea. Like, right. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, the thing the thing that bothered me was like like and I think that's what most people are, are seeing is the fact is because there wasn't really much acting ability from the trailer you saw. Just the fact that like that looks terrible. It doesn't look I think that there's actually a reason for that. And the reason I have is actually in an article. Okay. So well, we'll, 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 we'll put, put a pin in it. And then we'll put a pin in it and we'll make sure that is the first article we talk about, all right? All right. All right. In the meantime, Ed, why don't you tell the folks at home what they might or might not care about video games and movies. I actually have a review on a video game. You do? I do. All right. I'm almost done it, but I do have a review. All right. I, I don't. I, there's there's only a couple th- good things, I think, on All this right. list, and then everything else is whatever you want to call it. Um, Crawl is coming out this Tuesday. <sighs> you remember Crawl? Yeah, that's the movie about the giant alligator in a house. Yes. Uh, during a hurricane or a flood of some sort. So, exactly right. It's okay. a hurricane that's coming through. It's flooding the okay. town. And, you know, he's trying to he's trying to get her aging father or something out of that right town. house. And then the, there's an alligator in the house. Gotcha. Yeah. It's Jaws in a house. Yes. <laughs> and with an alligator or right. crocodile, depends on what part of the country it's in. All right. 
Uh, Three from Hell, I think, is the big movie of this week. Okay, uh, you it's know, actually s- coming out? All right. Since Sick uh, uh, passed away uh, right. recently. Uh, Stuber is coming out this week as well. Oh, joy. <laughs> so if you want to see more of uh, wanna... Dave Bacista and I'm not going to Kumal Imajari or yes, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, the haunted on the haunting of Hill House extenders director's cut is coming out this week as well. So if that's something up your alley, it's, isn't it supposed to be based off the house on uh, the house on Haunted Hill? I don't know. It just it seems so much like the house on Haunted Hill. Where I'm like, is that the same? They did they just remake that movie and just named it different? The ha- the haunting of Hill House is a modern reimagining of Shirley Jackson's legendary novel of the same name. Okay. About five siblings who grow up in the most famous haunted house in America. Now adults, they're reuniting by the suicide of their youngest sister, which forces them to finally confront the ghosts of their own past, which some of them lurk in their minds. Okay. And some may, some which may r- really be lurking in the shadows of the iconic uh, Hill House. Mm. So, yeah. All right. A lot of Halloween stuff coming out this week, kids. Uh, but because it's October. Right. So, uh, but uh, for for 4K, if you anybody interested, American Gangster and Hillboy, uh, the 2004 version, is coming out. In 4K. The good version, you mean? Yes. Okay. Uh, Madagascar: The Ultimate Collection is also coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. All right. As well, Shrek. Shrek. Sorry, Shrek. The Ultimate Collection. Shrek. Shrek. Shrekie. Shrekie Green and his famous soundings. Now, uh, Shrek: The Ultimate Collection is coming out on Blu-ray. The Omen Collection, Screen Factory. Deluxe edition is coming out on Blu-ray this week. It's all for you, Damien. Scarface Gold Edition of 4K uh, Ultra DVD is coming out, as well as Scarface the World Limited Editions uh, coming out. They're two different versions of the same movie, basically. Uh, One comes with a bag of Coke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say hello to my little friend. All right. And then for the... Her womb was so polluted, I can't have a little baby with her. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the Ultraman fa- fans out there, Ultra Q, the complete series, is coming out. Steelbook uh, edition is coming out. All right. Ultraman, the complete series on Blu-ray, is coming out. So there's two... They're basically, I think, the same thing. Right. But one's a Steelbook versus the regular Blu-ray. Gotcha. But they're different. Slightly different in a way, I think, with the uh, extras. All right. Uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans is coming out on Blu-ray Ooh. and DVD. All right. So there you go. I don't get that one at all, but okay. Well, it's 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 the... Um, you remember Teen Titans, the original version? Yes. Well, they fight the Teen Titans Go. Right. Because it teased it at the end of Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Movies, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of interested in seeing it, but Me then, too. yeah. All right. Uh, the Librarians, the Complete Series is coming out. Oh, okay. I like that show. And Doctor Who, John Pertwee, Complete Season 4 is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Okay. And that is all the movies and television that are coming out. And let's move on to video games. Let's do it, Ed. Children of Morta by Merge Games for the PS4, Xbox One. That's Tuesday. Uh-huh. Daisy by Sold Out for the PS4, Xbox One is coming out October 15th, which is the Tuesday. Okay. Outer, Outer Wilds by Morbius Digital for the PS4. That's coming out Tuesday. All right. Overwatch Lend- Legendary Edition for the Switch is coming yes. out Tuesday. Yes. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Complete Edition by Blizzard, Blizzard 
Entertainment, excuse me, for the Switch on oh, Tuesday. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Switches. Switches really come up with some games here. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I think they're finally uh, coming around. Uh, Zombie Land Double Tap Road Trip by Game Mill for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on Tuesday. Sure, just in time for the movie. That's right. Uh huh. Columns Two by Sega for the Switch on Columns Thursday. All right. Then it's The Fisherman Fishing Planet by Ooh. Big Ben Interactive for the PS. PC, PS4, and Xbox One on Thursday. Did you know what there's not enough of? Fishing, Fishing video games. games. Yep. All right. Let's see if I can get this one. It Inhitchant R. I've probably butchered <laughs> that one up by Sega for right. the Switch on October 15th. It's an old game, kids. Those people who know that. <laughs> Those people who are fans know I said it wrong, and they're the only ones who care about it. Moving on. That's right. <laughs> All right. Next is Monkey King. Hero is back by THQ Nordic for the PC and PS4, and that's on Thursday as well. All right. Travis Strikes Again. No More Heroes. Complete edition by Nintendo for the PC. Wait, I got that wrong. I don't think it's by Nintendo because it's for the PSC and PS4, and that's October 16th. It's Thursday. Well, I mean, the No More Heroes used to be a um, it used to be a Nintendo game. Yeah, the No More Heroes um, is actually it, it debuted as a game for the Switch. So I'm like, what? Coming off the PS4 now? That's what mm-hmm. it says. PC and PS4. Interesting. All right. Uh, Stranded Sales, Explorers of the Cruise, cur- sorry, Cursed Islands by Merge Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I think I have you do these from now on. All right. For on Thursday. Apex Legend, Bloodhound Edition by EA for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah, they're putting a free game on disc now. On Friday. All right. Then there is Apex Legends Lifeline Edition by EA for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. <sighs> All right, we're almost at the end here. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like that Apex Legend thing. It's like, hey, here's a free game, but because we know skins and the money part is good, so we're gonna put it on disc and then have you download the game now, and with this extra tchotchkes, but ultimately it's still a, a, basically a free game. That's right. All right, what else? Ice Age Scratch Nutty. Scratch, sorry. Scratch is nuts. <laughs> Scratch is nuts. <laughs> I see it. Scratch my nuts edition. <laughs> it's just a video <laughs> of a guy with his hand down his pants, and you have to wiggle the joystick from the scratches nuts. And if you go too fast, it causes a fire. Like you have to kind of, and every once in a while, you pull out your hand, and you smell it. And you go, you put it back in, you scratch it. The bonus rounds, you scratch your butt the same way. <laughs> Ice Age scratching these nuts. <laughs> well, it's Ice Age Scrats Nutty Adventure by Outright Games for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And Switch. And that's on Friday. I just now I see a video game with a guy just standing there in front of a bathroom mirror, hand down his boxer briefs, just scratching. Then, then you, get, you what do you call it? Every level you get to unlock different pairs of underwear, you know, different backgrounds, <laughs> but it's still the same game. Just just scratching his nuts. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by Deets Nuts. <laughs> Brand awareness. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mega by X Caliber Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's on Friday. 
Pig Eat Ball by Mommy's Best Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on Friday. And finally, Ring Fit Adventure by Nintendo for the oh, Switch. Oh, that's the big one. On Friday. Really? Oh, that is... Are you, uh, are you, are you kidding me? Or I you? don't know how I feel about this game. Um, I don't know. I should show you the video after the show. Here it is, Ed. It is a, um, a role-playing game, right? Uh-huh. But it comes with peripherals. It comes with a ring. It's about, um, I haven't seen it actually, but it looks like it's about maybe like 12, the size of like a small pizza. Oh, oh all right. right. I, you know, because I, I, I deleted that part of it on this. Oh, I just okay. the game, you know, I'm thinking that because you buy the, you could buy the. It, it, it comes with, here's what it comes with. It comes with the game. It comes with this, I'm going to say like a 10 inch pizza. <laughs> it's, a, but it's, a, it's a hula hoop. It's a, a hoop. hoop. It's a hoop. 10 inch hoop. It's a resistance band hoop. Okay. All right. And a, um, for lack of a better term, a, a garter. <laughs> because in the hoop part you put the red joy-con or or the right joy-con mm. and on your leg you put the left joy-con now the idea is that you are going on this adventure and in order to move you have to you know walk in place okay. it's basically a upgraded version of we fit but it looks if you really i'm and i'm gonna say this try to keep it open mind all right, <laughs> I'm going to say that for the people who are interested in being fit and being mobile, this is a, a good version of Wii Fit because mm-hmm. it actually has role playing elements. Where in order to walk, you have to step, and how you know the resistance band is what you know is your weapon, and what it is is that you have you when you push in, it it um, does like a, a fire thing, like it's like a, a it shoots things. Like okay. you gotta, you're always you're always basically flexing, like. Like you're squeezed, like you're flexing your pecs. Yeah. Or for those people who can give you an actual visual, like how Lou Ferrigno did with the Hulk. And when he all over Hulked out, he always had his arms and went, pushed him into his chest to show right. the pecs and the arms. It's kind of what you have to do. Um, and there's stuff that, you know, is flying around that you kind of, if you want to jump, you have to push the ring down onto the floor. And that goes like an airburst to help you jump over things. Okay. Um, all the while, while you're running, like you're or walking fast, but you have to because of the thing attached to your thigh, it has to get to a certain level for it to register. Then you have these encounters with bad guys, and how you fight those bad guys is with calisthenics. <laughs> right? um, one is like sometimes it's a yoga pose where you have to charge up the attack by staying in this yoga pose for let's say ten seconds, and then. Do something with you know, like to f- push the ring out to sh- to fire, or it's little legitimately doing like bicycle kicks or squats, you know. So in order to beat these guys, and you know, next thing you know, like the my my rep who told me about it realized that he did about seventy squats in like two minutes because of the way he didn't realize he knew he was kind of working out, he mm-hmm. knew he was doing movement and stuff, but it wasn't until the next day when he was coming home that his thighs hurt. And he couldn't. He didn't really realize why. And he realized, oh shit, I was playing this game yesterday. I really did a workout, you know, because mm-hmm. he could feel he could feel the burn. You might say about the next day. Okay. Um, I don't know. Sounds terrible. It, 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 you had me until the calisthenics part of it. You know, I'm like, I'm right. like, all right, I get that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, well, how's the leg walk? And I'm like, you actually I'd probably have to like walk or like walk in place or now, something. Now, well, they did say with the resistant thing, you can set the difficulty. Meaning that because it has sensors in it, 
how much you push in, how much resistance you use, it depends on how, like, the level of the game. Mm. Like, easy level could just be like, squish, 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 squish. And a higher difficulty in words like, push, push, right. push. You know, it depends on what kind of workout you want to have, I guess. Right. I don't know. I'm winded just by talking about it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I mean, I got to get up. I, oh, damn you, Nintendo. For all, first, it was putting it together cardboard. Now you're trying to get me out of my seat. <laughs> uh, don't you know video games is a stationary thing unless you're doing you well know. I, I remember i remember like when the wii came out that was like the first uh-huh. like you know iteration of this and people were like you know bowling and stuff they would sure. simulate the, the movement and stuff and their friend he's like yeah you know he's like it's like you don't have to really do too much you just kind of sit on your couch and just flick, flick your wrist, wrist. yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it like yeah you don't yeah. have to do the motion just flick <laughs> flick <laughs> that was it I'm like oh yeah you know that you say that's like a lot easier so I'm like what now like like you got you got to give it to a fat guy right <laughs> now they go alright what's the lazy way of doing this I uh, I'll show you the video because like when I mentioned the video um, to my rep he's like that those two those guys are like robots it's a, the horrible thing I've ever seen them do as far as like a promotional thing this video is like a seven minute video on how the game's played and what you can do in it. And I, I watch I must have watched it like three times because I'm going, I can't believe they're trying to pull this off. Like, these can't be the same people who made the Labo stuff because I, I don't think those guys, you know, disappeared. I, I hope so. Because I'm like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I get, you know, hey, we're motion and, and exercise and fucking go outside. Like, do it outside. That's why the Switch is mobile. How are you, here's my thing is like you create a game console that is to be able to go with you wherever you decide to go. If you're on a bus, if you're on a plane, if you're on a bus, you know, like on a car, on a road trip. Are you going to bring that? No, you're going to keep it at home. So it's like, well, and you know, and now they have to switch light, which won't work with this one at all, I don't think, because it can't work because you need to be able to remove the Joy-Cons. Right, so you have to buy more Joy-Cons right. if you want this to work. Right, and I'm just it. like, oh, maybe that's the part. That's the genius part. Like, oh, you got to switch light. You want to play this game? Guess what? You got to buy extra Joy-Cons, $80 for a set. Yeah. You know? I know the game's retailing for, I think, $80, which isn't bad. You figure 60 bucks for the game, 20 bucks for the peripherals part. Yeah. But a part of me is like, okay, well... What if the game sucks? Because I, I don't think, I, from a business perspective, I don't know if we take that in trade. You know, from I don't think GameStop's going to take that as a trade because we don't they don't take the Labo stuff in because there's no way to you know how you can take the game in. What about the cardboard? You need yeah. the cardboard to play the game, right? You know, you can't play you can't play that quest game without the peripherals. So if we don't take the peripherals. We ain't taking the game, right? Uh, I'm just like, whew. but I'm like, good luck. I'll probably be like, it's like, oh, it's our biggest seller ever. I'd be like, of course it is, because it's 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 got that that it's got that weird factor. Yeah, it's the thing though. I mean, like, I'm like, like, I don't think they've had a high track success. I mean, like, they have some success. Don't get me wrong. I think right. they, like even with We Fit, like, I don't think it was that like it's like a fad. Like people bought it because it was like right. the new thing, and then like they realized like <clears throat> this is it. Like right. there's nothing to this, and they're like, oh, screw it. Like, like right, this is the best it's getting. Like I, I remember my because when. My dad was alive when we bought the first Wii, you know, and he, he bought it, you know, especially with my, my, my nephew because he was really young and all. They, were, they went to, you know, interact game with him. 
and he bought the Wii Fit, or my right. brother bought the Wii Fit for it, and he but that board just sat like on the side of like like right. you know tilted tilted to the side, you know, of a, of the cabinet that the the video game system was because we just we never nobody wanted to do money nobody I, wanted to I work had, out. You I know? had the Wii Fit, I and I did try the board and all. Like I had the board and I was on there and I was standing and. A lot of it is like balance and yoga, and I hated it, right? Right. But at the time, I was living with a girl who had a three-year-old daughter who loved to play that game because she got to stand on the board and got to play with penguins and stuff. Like, yeah. So she loved it, and I was like, oh, here you go. I'll set it up, but I ain't seeing me on that board. you know. Right. <laughs> um, but what I have been playing since, uh, since we're talking about video games is a game called Concrete Genie. Well, we talked about Concrete it last week. Concrete Genie. Okay. <clears throat> um, it is a... A hybrid of a, a standard PS4 game, but also has a VR part to it. Right. I don't have a VR, so I can't tell you about the VR part. I can tell you about the game part. You play as a kid who lives in a town or used to live in a town that's pretty beat to shit. Right. It's very dirty, very grimy. It's very um, dark and dreary. And he gets he's an artist, and he gets picked on you know, by some other kid. He's getting bullied. They force him onto a train that leads up to the haunted lighthouse, and while he's at the haunted lighthouse, he comes across one of his one of his drawings that he calls Luna comes to life, and basically gives him this paintbrush to be able to go. You need to bring color back into this town or get rid of all this darkness stuff. So you basically go from from zone to zone, clearing out each zone and trying to find pages of your torn art book mm. that you can use to paint on the wall. And okay. you do that with the help of these genies that you paint on the wall as well, and they come to life. It's like two-dimensional characters that walk along the wall and follow you around, and, and sometimes they help you do puzzles. Like if um, there's like a, an electrical box that needs to turn on, there's a electric genie that you have that'll come over and zap the box, and it'll turn the thing on. You know, pretty standard. You know, it's very um, easy to play, very easy to play. Um, the controller, though, is motion controlled. So it uses, I can see why it has a VR capability because it has those move wands. Mm -hmm. You're using a paintbrush. You don't, you can use one paintbrush to paint, you know, la 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 la. You move it around to, to, to draw with. Right. Or if you don't have it like I do, you use the controller because the controller also has the motion sensor in it. Right. So there I am, you know, painting stuff, holding my controller, you know, going up and down and sideways and stuff. And it doesn't, it's not super detailed. Right. It is legitimately like, hey, you want to draw a moon? Here, we're going to put the moon there. Just, you know, pull it up or down to just the size and hit the X button. And look, okay. you drew a moon. And what you draw is based upon what the genies want you to draw. Like, hey, like we want on this wall, we want you to draw a moon and some mushrooms and stuff like that. And, you know, you have to do these lights and you paint under the lights. You right. right there? Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to sneeze, but I'm oh. <laughs> It's okay. You can sneeze on the air. It's what we call it. It's... It's a, an easy show. You're like you're like you put your finger in. You're like either I have a mustache or I'm, I'm trying not to <laughs> pretend I have a mustache at this moment. Or Sean farted. I'm like I didn't fart, but why? Why is he doing the international symbol for? who I have to smell my finger. <laughs> like <laughs> you playing? You playing? Uh, what do you call it? Scratch his ball sack. <laughs> yes, I got an early copy. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <sighs> Smells like walnut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you play, you go around from sector to sector in the town, and then like the bullies are still out there, and they don't really fuck with you. But if you do get too close, and they'll chase you, you can just run up onto the rooftops. Or if you need to get somewhere where they're at, you can call from a rooftop, and they're like, "Where's he at? We hear you." And they it's very, very 
easy as far as it, and it's a lot of discovery. Okay. Um, up until a point, and then at one point, shit goes sideways, mm-hmm. uh, and then your genies actually come to life, and you have to fight them. Which I was like, it's not a hard fight. You can set the difficulty, but it wasn't a hard fight. But what was weird is seeing my drawings all of a sudden becoming a three D piece of work, and I have to now fight them. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I was like. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't add that extra towel because I'm looking at these three. Like, <laughs> like um, when you see a two dimensional thing, and you're like, okay, you should have those claws and scorpion tail, right? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had those horns. Shit, like, <laughs> like a couple of the characters like were were cute and all, and but when I looked on two dimensional, like, oh look here, he's a little tall, he's got arms, he's got legs. I put some horns on him. Oh look here, I put this tail on him. But then when he comes to the 3D aspect, I realize that three dimensionally. He doesn't work because his tail is like in the middle of his back, and I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> you know, like, kill me! <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta kill me! I gotta, uh, you know, he's got four horns sticking out of his forehead. And you're like, kill me! <laughs> Sorry, buddy, I gotta put you down. <laughs> Thank you. You know, <laughs> so it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's a long game because I because it's very very like I said. Very family friendly, and I don't feel like family friendly games can ever be like super long. Like it's like I put a hundred hours in the Concrete Genie. <laughs> I am legitimately on chapter six, and the chapter six is titled the finale. So I'm like, and I I started playing the game Tuesday, I think. <laughs> so um, Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday. Um, but it was definitely one of those like it's a fun game, and I really enjoy it. And like when I get back, when Right now, since I'm in the finale, I'm going to finish it, and then I'm going to see if I can get the rest of my pages because I knew I missed some pages in the artwork. So I'm like, all right, I kind of... It does seem... If you are a completionist, it does feel like it's a game that you might be able to platinum. Okay. Yeah, you know, so in case if that's a matter. Um, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I also got another game for the for the Switch, uh, Nino Kuni, the remastered edition. I have yet to touch that. Okay. Maybe I'll dabble in that a little bit because... Uh, I think tonight I'm going to watch Batwoman and finish up the Concrete Genie and maybe start uh, Nino Kuni for the Switch. Gotta Nino make room. Kuni. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Uh, it's a game I played on the PS3, so that's why I'm not really like super excited to play it. It's it, your standard Japanese role-playing game. Um, it, it wasn't... I remember being very colorful and very interesting to a degree. Right. But I also was like, I very rarely do I get those games that kind of suck me in. Like Concrete Genie was a game I was looking forward to, and it didn't really disappoint. I'm actually on a scale of one to ten, Ed. I would give it like a seven. Concrete All right. Genie. No, it's, it's a good solid that's, game. That's pretty good. And on, as part of that game, retails for thirty bucks. Oh, so you get it for inexpensive, right? It's it's like have again. I feel like you know, there's not a lot of content to it, but you can. It is an enjoyable game, especially if you got kids. I I don't have kids. But if I did play one, you know, I, <laughs> I felt like it's very kid friendly because it's, it it does. You can give like the Joy-Con to the you can the Joy-Con you can give your controller to a kid, and he can pick what he wants and draw it. And the genies, you have your brush it gives you like a super ability, but in order to get that super ability, you have to paint what they request out of you. Uh. So like you'll come across a wall, and one of the genies will sit there, and, and you'll see him talking like like word bubbles, and it'll be like a, a like a, a waterfall. Well, you have to open up your art book, grab the waterfall, and paint it. You know, and then he loves it, and then he he fuels your your brush ability to do like super moves to help get rid of some of the darkness that's in the town. Okay, so it, it's it's very interactive and very well, very kid friendly. I'm going to say, 
I always feel like I'm every time I do that, I, I rip everything apart. <laughs> my hand hits the wires because I'm I'm animating with my hands, folks. Um, and yeah, so that's why I said like it's the only down part is is that I do feel like maybe it could have been a little longer. Maybe I you know I wasn't expecting I I wasn't expecting the evil turn. I was like, oh wait, now I got to fight these guys. Shit. <laughs> I don't think I know how. I don't think I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm a child fighting these horrific-looking genies. <laughs> like, oh, oh. And then it's like the first one was easy, and then all of a sudden they start coming out two at a time, and I'm like, well, I got to defeat both of them, and then you have to calm them down, and you have to kind of approach them, like wait to a part where they're calm and walk close, and then they start freaking out, and you got to stop and get up there, and when you get real close, you have to calm them down, and they they, they go back to their normal selves, but it's it's weird-looking. Okay. Weird. Yeah, uh, so but I highly recommend it. It's, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a cute game. All right, cool. But Ed, I brought news. All right, I brought news of the outside world. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here is where we were talking about Gemini Man. Here's yes. where I think the problem is. Okay, I'm going to read you the headline. Gemini Man was made in such a techn- techn- technically advanced way that zero movie theaters in the U.S. can show it as intended. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, so here you go. The Oscar-winning director Ang Lee's Gemini Man was made in such an advanced way, no matter no theater in the U.S. can play it from the form intended. Lee shot the movie in 120 frames per second, which gives the movie an incredibly sharp look. Ideally, Lee wants the movie shown in theaters at that frame rate on a 4K projector and in 3D. <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Theaters in the U.S. can't handle all those elements at the same time. The closest is 120 frame per second on a 2K projector in 3D, which is available in, guess how many theaters, Ed? Uh, 100. 14. Whoa. Right. Here's here's a quote. At the end of the day, you have to ask, is a guest willing to pay more for this experience because it's so cutting edge? One theater offered. Gemini Gemini Man at a high frame rate who who asked to speak anonymously told Business Insider, I don't think it has risen to that level yet. Uh, there's also a strain put on the theaters having to show the movie of that size. One source of the theater chain showing Gemini, Gemini Man at a high frame rate told Business Insider that projectionist had to deal with the movie crashing while doing tests. Um, there's another quote, but all those things are capable of being overcome, assuming that there is an appetite for this type of format in watching movies. Russell Vandor Sordell, the vice president of the Iowa-based chain Fridley Theaters, told Business Insider. Uh, so that's why. Most movies, stand, most movies, for those people who don't know, are usually standardly shot in a 24 frames per second. Um, he, thought in the, he said that might sound great for the viewer, but collectively those elements cause a major challenge. Um, this isn't the first time Lee's been in this situation. His previous movie in 2016, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, was also shot at a high frame rate of 120 frames per second and could not be seen in 4K and 3D because, and this is still the case, no theater in the U.S. had the capabilities. So if theaters can't show Lee's work in the way he intends to be seen, why is he so determined to continue making his movies this way? You'd think, right, Ed? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, apparently, his dream, this is a quote, my dream is, I hope this movie will do some business and other filmmakers join in and we develop this thing, uh, Lee told Collider. 
Uh, but right now, he's a lone trainer trailblazer, and theaters are going only so far in helping him. Outside of seeing Gemini Man in the standard 24 frames per second, many chains are giving audience the option to see it at a 60 frames per second in 3D, including IMAX. That's sharper than the standard, but no way the amazing feat of 20 frames per second. And the closest way to see the movie in the U.S. and the way Lee wants you to offer it is at 14 theaters, all run by AMC, which have Dolby theaters showing it at 124 frames on a 2K projector in 3D. <sighs> Um, so let's see. I see, and there's uh, there's another strain on the theater showing movie. One source of the change showing Jonah Man uh, says projection had to do with movie crashing while doing tests. I said that um, when you're talking full blown 120 frames, 4K 3D, that's a really big piece of content file, and playback is challenging in those circumstances as well as storage. But all those things are capable of being overcome, assuming that there's an appetite for this type of format and watching movies. Uh, remember how someone puts an opinion of remember how popular how the popularity of James Cameron's avatar made movies in 3D popular again? The same needs to be done with high frame rate. Ang and Lee isn't getting it done. Um Billy Lynn's Hong Halftime Walk brought only in thirty point nine million dollars out uh worldwide, despite and despite making uh, his high frame rate follow up to the action movie starring Will Smith, um the run of the younger version of himself, Gemini Man is suffering from bad reviews, 28% Rotten Tomatoes, if you count, you know, to that. And it's not even expected to dethrone a Joker from the top box movie this this weekend. Um, <clears throat> it's always tough to have a technological advancement become a box office draw, the Comscore senior media analyst Paul Somebody said, told Business Insider. Theater owners want movies that are going to make box office. They don't think anyone bases their movie-going decision on any particular technology. It's the movie that gets them in. It's still, what is the movie about? But Lee may finally get some help in this quest. James Cameron has said as far back in 2011, he plans to make the Avatar sequels at a high frame rate. But for now, theaters are not expecting amazingly, sh are not expecting amazingly sharp picture quality to drive the crowds. Uh, to, to me, it feels like we all got a little bit of a longer path, this dude Paul said. So, there you have it, Ed. It could be because... He's not he's not getting the movie out the way he wants it to be. He's expecting I, I mean, like don't get me wrong, like when James Cameron was doing all this shit with, with Avatar, which I still haven't seen by the way, you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna throw it out there, right? Okay. But like like the, 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 the way everybody was talking about this movie, like how visually stunning it was and all, and here you go, well that's the thing, like it was lucky that everybody liked the movie because it's something everybody's seen because it was right. like you said and other people have said too it's it's a, basically a, a Pocahontas ripoff that that they just made a blue cats instead right. of or whatever they are the 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 problem with this is that like he's got this vision which is great like don't get me wrong like angling that's awesome I'm and all you, about visionary yeah, yeah. Like, like it's great but like if you have nobody like like if I was a financial backer and Ang Lee is like, Yeah, I want to film it at 124 frames and they go, What theaters do that? None? Oh get or fourteen? Guess what, Ang Lee? We ain't doing it that way. I'm writing the check. Let's do it that's whatever right. sixty or twenty or four or whatever. Because I wanna make I wanna get bang for my buck. Like right. like unless he's putting up the money himself, you know. Um, do you remember The Hobbit? Yes. The Hobbit was filmed at a high frame rate too. And I remember watching the movie theater, and I don't think that they had the frame rate correct because it looked too – it kind of fucked with my eyesight a little bit. Yeah. Um, I remember being way too sharp 
Yeah. I think, and I think that kind of fucks with people's heads. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what they expect. Like, 120 frames per second. I don't know if the human eye can handle it. Handle it. Like, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, apparently, if you can film it, they will come. I don't know. But I, I'm saying, though, if it's like if you keep. I think it fucks it up though because you're 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 even if you're seeing it you're not not seeing it at that frame rate right but it's, so it's not that clear so it's it's probably fucking up because of that reason because the the technology to show it is not there right so that's probably why it's screwed up with your head a little bit maybe so you 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 like stuff like that like like it's like you have to build the theater first before you. You know, right. it's like if what the, you have to put the horse, the horse in front of the cart before you can move yeah, it. Like, like, I agree. Like if you don't have the vehicle to ride it in, then it's not going to work. Like, it's just you know, you're trying to force something to be done before it's ready to be done. Right. Like, I know they have 4K TVs out there, and I know they're supposed to be working on 8K TVs and 12K TVs. Right now, no one's filming in that stuff, except for Angley, apparently. So maybe you should wait a little bit. Do. Because, like, right now in my head, I'm like, okay, it's great that you want to be the forerunner for this stuff, and, and it's awesome. Great. Go to it. But you know what? How about not doing it at, at the expense of $130 million? Right. You know, why don't you start small? Like, I don't know how much Life of Pi cost them to do. Because I liked Life of Pi. I thought it was great. I thought it was visually stunning. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, like, blown away by it, but I was like, all right, this the movie itself was meh. Visually, it was like... I'm not a big fan of going, yeah, you know, I thought the movie was okay, but goddamn, it was pretty. You know, like, <laughs> it's like I'm not really going in there. I want to be moved by the characters and the storyline. Right. I don't want to walk out going, oh, man, that movie was gorgeous. The people in it sucked, but, man, it was pretty. You know, like, I, it's 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 it's, it's got to be both because it's like, you know, especially like watching a longer movie like, say, like Lord of the Rings. Right. Where it's like those beautiful land, like it was a love letter to New Zealand, like right. showing all those landscapes. Yeah. Well, luckily, the story was good that yeah. you know. <laughs> luckily, it was on the backs of a really good story because if not, that would have been like a really long movie. A bunch of pretty, like, oh, the grass is great looking. Whew, that Evergreen guy sucked, though. Fuck. <laughs> Can't believe the guy, like, the, you know. <laughs> it's like I can't believe they got Jim Carrey to play Bilbo. Like you know, like it's, it's, that's, that's but that's just, the just idea. bad casting. <laughs> but that's the idea of the whole thing. It's just that like you you like like Gemini. But I mean, to me though, it's like I don't even care like like where it was filmed at or like right. how many frames or whatever. I mean, to me, Will Smith looks terrible as the younger <laughs> version of himself. I'm like I'm like whoever did the CGI is. is we used to talk to Disney and LucasArts because apparently they've got it down. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was Weta Workshop. What was it? I think it was Weta Workshop. The guys who did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So it's like, like, like I mean, apparently this is a big miss. Like, apparently that 138 did not go to special effects because, like, <laughs> like it looked like he was blocky sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, like, like when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm like, he doesn't look real. Like, like, I hope they fix that, like, before the movie comes out. And I'm, obviously it didn't. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm out. Like, All right. And let's talk about thieving bastards. All right. The thieving bastards that Disney might be or Marvel might be. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, this was four days ago. Didn't sound doesn't sound like something. I'm Marvel is being sued for allegedly stealing the nineties X Men animated series theme song. Ed's Ed's pause is looking at me like what? Why how is that relevant, you're asking? No, I, I I think I know the story now, but go ahead. Okay. For those of you who grew up watching the classic X-Men animated series in the 90s, that awesome opening theme song is burned into your brain. 
Well, all these years later, someone has decided to sue Marvel. Right. Someone has decided to sue Marvel for allegedly stealing that song. The lawsuit was filed by Zoltan Crisco. And he has also filed a suit against Disney, Fox, Apple, Amazon, and other media companies connected to the X-Men animated series. The suit claims that a classic theme song was stolen from an older television show, a Hungarian police comedy-slash-thriller called Linda, which had a good run from 1984 to 1991. Crisco believes the creative team and executives who worked on developing X-Men would have heard the Linda theme song while they were networking with numbers with members of the Hungarian film industry during the 80s. All right. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm still with you. I'm still with you. I'm okay. just laughing every time you say the word Crisco. Crisco is also it's K-R-I-S-K-O. I'm probably it, it reads like Crisco. I'm calling pronouncing it Crisco. It could, I'm not saying you're wrong. It could be Crisco. You know? I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's just it's just funny every time you say Crisco. <laughs> he goes on to claim that he never heard the X Men theme song until 2017, Ed, which is why it took him so long to file the suit. Now he wants a now he wants a cut of the profile. Now here's here's it. Now he wants a cut of the profits because he feels the song played a major role in the success of the series. Um, so this person was able to include the theme song along with the theme song from the series Linda, so you can compare the two. All right. Okay. Um, would you like to hear them? Ed? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me just do something real quick here. Uh, 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 uh. All right, and let me get that up and running. Okay. So now I, I've I've actually heard these already because you've did, heard I did, it. You know, I did see the story earlier. Okay. And I and I was brief, and I, I listened to a little bit of of well the second one. I I heard the I know the X Men that's burning my brain like every you know okay you're saying, but there's some valid to this. I have to say okay, well, noise, but but please play it for the for the. I want to see if I can get this in here. All right, so we're gonna try to do the X Men theme first. Ready? Right. Okay. Um, I don't know why they decided to make give us the long version. I'm gonna to try to get to. It's a minute long, so if it it's decides, not that long. Go ahead. huh? It's not that long. Go ahead. All right. It's not gonna play well. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Listen to Geeksters. Beast Gambit. Jubilee. Jean Grey. Professor X. All right. That ass. Rogue. All right. So. You got it. Okay. You got it. Now here is Linda, the police woman. Ready? Um, This one is like an actual episode, I think. But. This is like the intro to the show. Right. Give it a couple of secs here, yeah. kids.
Okay. I think I think you got that from there. I, I think. Well, let's go back to. Uh, hold on. Let's go back a little bit. All right, so I I, I hear it. I, I actually between the two, if you, if you didn't hear it, I did hear it. Um, I, I heard it too. Um, I don't know how I feel about it though. Um, I don't know, but you're okay. That's here's the problem with stuff like this. Okay, is that number one? It's like when they say, "Hey, like you know what? If you listen to this song backwards." you'll hear this phrase. So now in your head, you're looking for that phrase. Yeah. And then when you hear it, you go, yeah, I think I heard it. Oh, my God. Or I didn't hear it at all because you're you're not missing the cues. This does sound very similar. I'm not going to – I'm not taking the ice – the ice um, – we call it the vanilla ice. That, no, theirs goes – dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Ours goes – It's It's still – whether you add a note or two, it still does seem very similar. Right. So I think that they're going to have a tough time going, how, what were you doing? Like, this was in the 90s. It's now, you heard now the song in 2017. It is now 2019, and now you're bringing a lawsuit. Like, there's going to be, there's, I, I feel like. See, here's, here's the problem. Yes, Ed, tell here's me the, the problem. problem. Okay, first you're off. Sm- you're smarter than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, 2017 is probably when Disney started buying Fox. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when like, they go, well, oh, fuck, you know, like, like now we can get Disney money, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, like you've got deep pockets now, like Fox. Right, like, okay. FE, you know. So I think that's reason, reason why it started then and why it took so long for uh-huh. that, you know, to do this. But as far as like being music wise, I'm a musician. You as are well, a musician, uh, right? So that that da, 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 uh-huh. da, da, it's an arpeggio that that is very similar. So it's it's like that that melody, like should say, the melody line of those are very similar. So that's the problem. It's it's not so much the instruments or whatever they right. using the to to make it. It's the melody. It's that it's those lines. If you put the notes together, you could go. If you read the notes like exactly right. the melody line, they're pretty much the same. So you go. It's pretty hard to like. They'll put, put it through a computer and get the sine waves and see if they overlap. With pretty another. much, like, like <laughs> they'll do different things. They'll, they'll 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 see the music, the sheet music, and they'll they'll right. maybe in a different key or whatever. But like the music, the 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 notes will be like looking exactly the same and almost the same position in every little lines. So you go, you know, there's some validity to it. There's some validness, the validity, validity <laughs> yes, validity, validity. That's the word I'm looking for. There's some validity to this where it's it's the exact same. So you go at what point because it was used as a as a as a musical intro for a nineties cartoon versus an eighties drama in another country. Right. That you go, at what point, you know, like does it you know, and it's a drama, I think that is a drama slash comedy. So it's like it's it's a dramedy right in Hungary versus an American, you know Icon of the X Men. (laughs) And you and you go and you go what point you go is it is it legitimate? And I'm like, well, I hear it. I I hear it too. And, you know, and it's like, da, 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 da. I mean, that's not something like that's common, right? You know, like there's, right. there's, 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 there's melodies that are so common that people use it for different right. songs, and it's not really ripping it off because it's like it's so common that da, 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 it's so. 
the, here's the problem. I think you're going to have to, if you're going to make a claim of that, he feels like the people who worked with the Hungarian people in that, in that eighties range have had to have seen the show and know that tune and to take it back home to redo it. You're going to have to, that's a very thin. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to prove that they were there watching the show. Right. To thread that needle is going to be kind of tough. Right. You can kind of go, oh, you know what? It does sound similar. But however, that Hungarian song, the copyright on it, I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to go, you know what? It sounds familiar, but you're not going to stand up in court because what they're going to do is you're talking about Disney money and Disney will just pay a lawyer to move out to Hungary, to Hungary and just bog you down for like the lifetime. He'll get... He'll they'll keep fighting until you're out of money, right? Because no one knows your name, no one knows who you are, you know. Unless you are also a, a a billionaire of some sorts to be able to go, yeah, I'm making this claim because I made money off of that song. Now you owe me. They didn't even say if this guy was actually the original guy who wrote it. Right. He just went, hey, I know that this song sounds a lot like this song. You stole it, so I'm gonna file a case against you. Where's your level of like the article never went in? Well, who? Who Crisco was, you know, <laughs> seems like kind I don't of, know why. It's seems just... kind of greasy to me. Joe Grant's cell phone. So that's another thing I was coming to. Every time I hear Crisco, I'm like, he's gonna make, he's gonna make a grease um, joke. Uh, hey, here's Crisco. What's he call his car? Grease lightning. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, more power to you if you can pull it off. But I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think, don't... I think what'll happen is someone will go, yeah, you know what, it does kind of sound like this. How much money we give them to shut him the fuck up? Right. Yeah, you know, like how much money is he asking for? Royalties? Well, the show's not airing anymore, so not yet. Anyway, not until Disney Plus comes to town. <laughs> like you know, um, so maybe we can give him some hush money. Give him like a couple million bucks. Keep. Oh, I don't think he's. I don't. I think they're giving like like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Really, you think? Away. Oh yeah, like, oh. it's going to be so low. Disney Disney will lowball you to like you know like here's a, here's a, here's here's, eight, here's eight hundred grand. I'll take it. Oh, we could have won two million with that. More, you took the first deal. Here's here's five hundred bucks at Disney dollars. Get the fuck out. Go to the parks. You have a lifetime pass to all the Disney parks, <laughs> even the one that were building in Hungary, in Hungary. Right behind you. <laughs> In fact, we're buying your house. <laughs> Tearing it down. The Hungarian government said we can have this piece of land, so now you can come work for us <laughs> as a greeter for five hundred bucks a day, and all you can eat funnel cakes. <laughs> all right. I uh, I mean, I guess we you know we'll, we'll figure out what happens after that. Okay, so this is also three days ago, and I think this one's a rumor. Disney is rumored to be looking to buy back Spider-Man from Sony Pictures from Marvel Studios. Um, when the Disney Studio, this was four days ago, three days ago, by the way. So it's not even like this one I haven't heard. Right, this is a rumor comes from Geekox City's Mikey Sutton who has a solid track record for finding and sharing information about the Marvel and DC movies. Um, this person who wrote the article says, I actually came across the news on Yahoo. Regardless, it's still treated as a rumor for now. Here's what's reported. Uh, while rumored to have circulated before did the Sony-Disney dispute of such a purchase, it was mere speculation, especially the erroneous high number was quoted. 
What I'm hearing is that Disney is looking to offer in the range of four to five billion dollars for Spider-Man. But now the question now, but now the questions will be asked. <laughs> um, what if if they made Sony an offer like that? Would Sony take it? Ed, no, of course not. No. Why would they? They can make more on. They can make more in the long run. It's, I'm like, I don't think they're gonna make. I, I don't think they're gonna buy them at all. I think what they're gonna wait is because the rumor is that it, Apple's trying to buy Sony. Really? Yes. The word I heard, Ed. Here's a good. Let's get a little gossipy, okay? All right. The word I heard was that Apple is trying to buy Sony, and if Apple does buy Sony, the rights to Spider-Man revert back to Marvel anyway. Yeah. So, and that's where I feel personally is like they were circling, like as much as Tom Holland might have gotten involved into the the renegotiation of the thing. Right. I think that prior to that agreement happening, there was rumors that Apple was going to try to buy Sony. And that if Apple did buy Sony, the rights to Spider-Man would revert back to Marvel okay. because of how their contracts were written up. Right. If it's Spider-Man is owned by Sony, if there is no Sony, if Sony now is owned by Apple and, and Sony is a, a, I guess, a subsidiary of right. Apple, a division of, a division of Apple, Apple, then it's not owned by Sony. It's owned by Apple, so therefore we get it back. That's where I feel like someone went, shit, if they do buy us, we better work out a deal with Disney now. So the way we can keep the rights and keep the business, so the way we keep owning it, regardless of what happens in the in the merger, yeah. Because Disney will be like, "Well, we have a deal with Sony. Screw you. That's our deal. We're sticking to that deal." And, and then who knows what happens? I don't think they're going to. Well, like, saying they'll make they'll make they'll make money sure. on Disney, even if it's just because I think it's twenty five percent right they're mm-hmm. getting that Disney's getting out of it. So they'll get seventy five percent of the profits right. From the movie, so if, if Disney comes in and, and zhuzhes it up and makes it, right. you know, the next Spider-Man movie is the greatest thing, then they're going to make billions of billion dollars, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to stay afloat, or we're going to keep going. Now we're going to throw another couple projects out there and see what sticks for Sony, and hopefully something does better than Spider-Man, right. you know, which I don't think has yet. But Not, not yet. But, uh, you know, who knows? But that's the thing. Like they, they would have time now. Like their timetable would expand. That they don't have to be bought out by Apple in the next five years, and then everything gets lost. You know, so good. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous that the fact that Apple's going to buy to buy Sony. That's uh, you know. <laughs> like, like PlayStation Five brought to you by Apple. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, <laughs> that's going to be expensive. Yeah, really. Oof. Just be nothing but updates. Uh, All right. <laughs> that's <has> iTunes. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a question. Have you watched any of the, the DC um, Universe's Titans show? No. Okay. I don't know if you knew it or not, but Jason Todd's in it. Yes. Okay. Did you see this article? Yes. The, the DC Universe repeats history, launches poll for Jason Todd's life? Yes. <laughs> Why am I bringing these news articles if you've seen it all? <laughs> Okay, apparently... You're telling the audience. It's okay, a, apparently at the end of the most recent episode... Now, this was October 10th, so maybe right. there was another episode. Um, Jason Todd, uh, he plunged, I guess, off of something. All right. Um, following his plunge at the end of Titan's latest episode, DC Universe is repeating history once again by hosting a poll to determine whether Jason Todd slash Robin will live or die. The poll, which you can visit at this link, I'm going to hit that link in a second or two, features two options, Jason lives and Jason dies. Fans over there are able to vote once per day on whether they'd like to see what happens to Todd. As of this writing, 
Over 12,000 votes have been cast, and Jason Dies is ahead by a few hundred votes. Um, <laughs> this was, and of course, they did the old, you know, like, hey, this is where it would happen. Um, streaming now on DC, and they give you, like, a little background on, hey, this was going on. So I find it funny that they're doing this. Um, I think it's terrible. All right, here, here's, 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 I hit the link. Okay. Um... The poll is closed. Would you like to hear what the response was? Uh, yeah. Okay. Apparently. Drum roll, please. It was very close. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and this is what happened, and we'll tell you right after, we'll tell you right after, right after this after the commercial break. Just going to milk it like they do in all those other shows. Where people are going, fucker, I saw the episode. I know what happens. Just tell them already. Uh, apparently, they voted Jason Lives. Well, that's too worse. <laughs> the, the, what do you call it? The polling, though, was 51 to 49. So it was close. Um, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was. I think it was close the last time, wasn't it? Or no, it was overwhelming. Oh, no. It was, I think it was a complete yeah, blowout yeah, yeah. of people going, kill that fucker. <laughs> now, I've seen the first season of Titans. And they did introduce Jason Todd in that episode in that season. I'll be honest, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> but I also expect him to be. Right. You know. Um, I would have rather seen him if they were gonna the way Stacy put it is if they were going to follow this story of Jason Todd's life to its inevitable conclusion right. of him be turning into Red Hood, kill the fucker. But if they're just doing this just to do it as a joke, whether he lives or dies is is what do you call it? It's it's, it's I, bad taste. It's, it's I do think it's bad be, taste yeah. because here's a couple of number. Here's two. Here's my reasoning for it. Number one, clearly you filmed both endings. Yeah. Okay. Number two, how would that affect the rest of your television series? Like I think you already knew how it was going to end because I don't believe that this show is done like oh my god when's when's it's going to stream it's going to stream Tuesday shit we're still working on it and it's Monday night right. you know what did these people vote for cuz now we're going to have to change every single fucking every scene that he's in from now if he lives every scene that he's in from now to the end of season 2 we got to change you know <laughs> I, I, my prediction is the fact is he my lived. prediction pain <laughs> I think he's gonna live, but he's gonna like go across the street, and get hit by a bus. Like, uh, he's like I'm fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like fuck, we wrote him out there, like you know, for the rest of the season. How am I gonna put him in for you know the rest of this? You know, it's just like. See, it was um, it's a fifty story plunge, by the way. Uh, Batman in the latest episode, Titans. Jason Ty was used as a pawn in Deathstroke's revenge against the team. Uh, though Dick and Corey tried to save him, the episode ended with Jason falling to his doom. Will he live or will Jason Todd die? Take the poll to let your voice be heard. This isn't the first time of Jason's fate was left to the victims of others. Will history repeat itself or will he live? Will he live to mouth off another day? Polling is closed. Did you get your vote in time? Check out the latest episode of DC. Tell him, did Jason Todd survive the fall? Plus, Connor Kent and Crypto arrive on the scene. Watch Connor right now. <laughs> so congratulations Jason Todd apparently you lived that's just terrible I mean <laughs> I don't know it's just 
I mean, I, I, it's like when we when they did it in the nineties, it was the most shocking thing. And of course, though, that back then it was pre-internet days, right? So it was you all a, you, if you had to call in. It was like nine nine cents a call or whatever. And it was an ad in a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like in a comic book. It was actually like in. I remember reading it in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Right. Yeah. You know? And it was like it was one of those things that was just like 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 they even made money off of it because it was like they they charge you every time whether you voted for yes. Did you or, vote? Yes, of course I did. Would you vote? I'm not telling you. Right. <laughs> I'll be very honest, very candid. I voted him for die. I wasn't even reading. I, was the death of I wasn't even reading Batman at the time. <laughs> I voted to kill him off because number one, he wasn't Dick Grayson. More so, the part is I also didn't think they had the balls to do it. I, I didn't think so either. Yeah. So that's why I voted for death too. I was it's like, probably oh why I was so overwhelmed because everyone went, "They don't got the balls to do that." I'm going to vote for him dead and see what they really do. <laughs> <laughs> like son of a bitch, they killed him. <laughs> Go ahead. How revolutionary I, it was! But it's the thing, like that, the time that like that was so like revolutionary. And you go, you go, you can't do this again. Like, like that's it. And it's like now, like like this mediocre small show. And I don't care how great it is. You, you can't tell me if it's not on the main, it's not on a major network, or it's not on a you know a, a, a thing where everybody can see it, where you have to pay, right? Like, like you know a monthly fee. Because like, be honest with you. That's the only reason why I would I would watch that like that in Doom Patrol. Right. I think the only two reasons why I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's it's if you can find it somewhere free on your. I'm sure. I'm sure if I <laughs> dig around long enough, and I'm like sure that eventually I could probably see it once it hits a certain range, like kind of thing, like uh, like once DC Universe actually finally collapses and Warner Brothers app takes over and and that's on there. Or whatever, <laughs> All right, which my prediction is. Um, but the, the the thing is, is that like like you, for for me to pay for that monthly fee just for those two shows and then have it watched like week after week pan out, I'm like it's not worth it. And you and right. you know and it's and like like for something to do something like that is just ridiculous. I mean, hopefully the voting was free. You know, they didn't charge you for that. <laughs> right. Back in the, in the well, it's 90s. a website. You probably just clicked. Right. <laughs> well, some people click on shit and don't even know. It's like holy crap, my phone got charged like ninety nine cents for this. Like what the hell? Like, you know like. Didn't you read the fine print? Nobody does. <laughs> Says there. All right. Um, all right. So I got one last article. Okay. And this one is, is in the realm of crazy. This was published two days ago and last updated a day ago. All right. Okay. SpongeBob is a violent racist colonizer, says University of Washington professor. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> all right. SpongeBob SquarePants, which celebrated its 20th anniversary this past Friday. Um, yeah, two days ago. So yeah, um, has millions of fans around the world, right? Yeah. For for the for a recently published academic journal, the professor Holly M. Barker wrote an article, "Unsettling SpongeBob and the Legacies of Violence on Bikini Bottom." <laughs> okay. In which she offers a different take on the uh, sponge. Ready? Yeah. These are quotes. SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends play a role in normalizing the settler colonial takings of indigenous lands while erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland, the article reads. (laughs) What? Okay. Barker calls SpongeBob's colonization of Bikini Bottom violent and racist and also claims that the cartoon is guilty of the whitewashing of violent American <laughs> military activities against the natives of the Pacific. 
I'm fairly wired the much think of the wrong show, but continue on. Because <laughs> apparently it's not the, not the SpongeBob that I know of. Uh, Barker's beliefs come from the idea that the show is set in a version of the real-life Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands. Okay? Okay. During the Cold War, natives of the area were relocated and the American military used the zone for nuclear testing. There are air, the area remains uninhabitable to this day. That history has given the rise to, to fans' theories that Bikini Bottom is inhabited by creatures who own their mutation to that testing. <laughs> okay. This is getting more ridiculous. <laughs> Barker stated that as a quote unquote American character allowed to inhabit an area that natives have no choice but to leave, SpongeBob showed his privilege of, quote, not caring about the detonation of nuclear bombs, end quote. <laughs> Barker also points out the cultural appropriation of Pacific culture with Hawaiian-style shirts, homes in the shapes of pineapples, tikis, <laughs> and Easter Island heads, and the sound of steel guitar perpetuating stereotypes of the region. Okay. Even the theme song is not, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> what do you call it? It's it's uh, not it's it's untouchable, right? Yeah. Who lives in a pineapple under a sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, even the theme song, according to Barker, is problematic as it denounces the area as one full of quote nautical nonsense unquote. <laughs> Barker understands that the writers likely didn't have colonization in mind when creating the show. But she's upset by the lack of acknowledgement that Bikini Bottom and Bikini Atoll were not, quote-unquote, the writers, for the taking. <clears throat> In other issues, uh, other issues for Barker, uh, a perceived imbalance between male and female characters and the name Bob representing the everyman rather than a culturally appropriate character. <laughs> In the article... Barker claims that because of these themes, children have, quote, become acculturated to the ideology that includes the U.S. character SpongeBob residing on, an, on, a, on other people's homeland, end quote. <laughs> the article concludes with this. We should be uncomfortable with the hamburger-loving American communities, community's occupation of Bikini's Lagoon and the ways that it erodes every aspect of sov uh, sovereignty. The journal, which is uh, in which the article is published, is called the Contemporary Pacific, a journal of island affairs, and is designed to publish pieces on quote social, economic, political, ideological, and cultural topics. A rep for Nickelodeon did not immediately re respond to Fox's <laughs> news request for comment. He could stop laughing. Sure. Fox's news attempt to reach Tom Kenny, the guy who voices SpongeBob's grandson, were also unsuccessful. Hi, 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 hi. Hey, who those guys who worked? <laughs> oh. See, the thing is, is that. To me, SpongeBob SquarePants wasn't popular by children. It was popular by potheads, really. <laughs> I, I always like, thought that, too. Because you watch this show and you, you go, yeah, I, I can see why potheads would love the show. Because you kind of go like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> the ridiculous thing he does. Now, this, this whole, 
like okay now i get the connections like okay i didn't know that that area was called bikini bottom that they right. do nuclear testing was not so i'm like all right there's the connection but like that's the only connection. That, that's it <laughs> and i'm like did you watch this show like when does he invade oh the what is what is when does spongebob invade bikini bottom <laughs> the whole article sounds like a bad trip like you know what the problem is with SpongeBob SquarePants? Clearly, it is an allegory to the Bikini Atoll situation out in the indigenous species. <coughs> Nuclear testing, and clearly, you got a talking sponge. That ain't shit that happens naturally. That is from. That's from fucking nuclear test. Godzilla. That's Came mutation. From mutation. That's to say, like, like she's like in the article you said it was like she, she couldn't stop the you know like thing. I'm like, well, SpongeBob wasn't real. <laughs> like, and I'm like, wait a minute, he was. Oh, it's a cartoon, Dude, man. It's not. It's 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 a fictional character. I get it, man. But it's a fictional character based upon real things, man. <laughs> it's an allegory, man. You three blind mice, they weren't really blind. It's about the weird perception, man. <laughs> Come on. This is ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, she's got a stick barker, is it? She's got her she's got a she's stick. a professor. So that means you can go to her class. Oh, you know, well, it's a University of Washington. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so you figure, you know, you if I if I saw this article, I would I would find out what class she, what class she teaches, and I would wear a, a SpongeBob t shirt every fucking day. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I would. If, I would. If every time I would, I would get I would the like, costume. I'd be walking in this big SpongeBob <laughs> costume, again, like knocking over to people. On hey, the Patrick. <laughs> okay, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like all pink with Bermuda shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you just don't understand. It's racing the central. The accessorial bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland, man. It's just wrong. Go hug this tree for a minute because I love that tree. <laughs> Tree's my friend, man. SpongeBob, his colonization of the bikini bottom is violent and racist because he's whitewashing of the violent American military activities against the natives of the Pacific, man. Hey, I'm like, where's, where's the whitewashing? Where is the whitewashing? Because you don't understand, because SpongeBob's name is Bob, which is the average American name. <laughs> and because he's trying to kick out the people, the indigenous people of Bikini Atoll, or in this case, Bikini Bottom, you don't notice the similarities, <laughs> man, wake up. And that, I'm like, it's not like he's killing the, killing the fish and making it the Krabby Patty. It was the American people who, the government, man, kicked these people out of their homes and they did nuclear testing and that radiation fallout created Bikini Bottom and all the people in there. Starfish dude, he, Patrick, he's a mutated thing just like SpongeBob is. Those animals shouldn't talk. They're living, breathing creatures that should not talk, man. You gotta be respectful of the land, man. Land gives you this good weed. Fuck. It was just terrible. (laughs) She needs, I mean, like, and somebody published this. That's the thing that's making it worse. No, man, you gotta understand that, 
You know, during the Cold War, natives of the area were relocated, and the American military used the zone for nuclear testing, which is bad. <laughs> to this day, the area remains uninhabitable, man. <laughs> the American carriage allowed inhabitants in the area, and the natives had no choice but to leave. SpongeBob shows his privilege by not caring about the detonation of nuclear bombs, man. It sounds like the show starts with nuclear. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. As you see people getting their flesh burned off. As- <laughs> what does Sandy the Squirrel represent then? Of the whole- <laughs> well, she lives in a bubble, man, because she's, she's ignoring the real problem. She lives in her own world and refuses to see the problems that are at hand. She's from the South. Mm. Clearly, she's supposed to be from Texas with that accent. Mm. So clearly, she represents the standard American with their country accent. They love their guns and their destruction. Of course, they love bombs. And they ignore the real problems that are happening outside the real world. Where That's why she lives in a bubble, man. <laughs> 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 I'll just I say, can, gotta understand. I guess, I guess the whole plankton, uh, crusty, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, the crab uh. plankton man. He's just trying to bring the people back to what they need. <laughs> That's why SpongeBob is his enemy because he's a he's a person who lived there from when he was a little piece of plankton. <laughs> And now he grew up and he's seen the colonization and how his people were kicked out of there and all of that. You just don't understand, man. Plankton's the hero in the story. And yet he works, you know, SpongeBob works at Krabby Patty, which is clearly an allegory for the fast food restaurants and how humanity, man, just just takes its own processed food and eats and eats and eats and becomes just fat and lazy (laughs) doesn't do anything instead of giving back to the people why is he not feeding the other people out there (laughs) it's just terrible I just feel like it's it's what he called uh Nautical nonsense in the song. That's accurate. Uh, you know, it is what it is, Ed. And that is the reason why SpongeBob is a menace to society. <laughs> Happy anniversary, SpongeBob. <laughs> Will you go down in history as a lovable sponge 
that memes all around the world are with you and pop figures are created <laughs> in your honor or are you the white supremacist racist tyrant <laughs> well the question is what was the magazine you again do you remember the magazine title i know you closed the article uh, that's there. okay i can find i can always find it uh it is actually well it is uh it's called okay if you want to read it yourself folks holly m barker wrote an article of the unsettling spongebob and the legacies of violence on bikini bottom um there's a link <laughs> uh, oof. Uh, oof. i'm not authenticated by the way uh here you go it is I, I hit it all right so now here is unsettling spongebob and the legacy of violence at bikini bottom by holly m barker it's the contemporary specific university of hawaii's press volume 31 number two in 2019 uh, it's 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 there. I'm gonna say it's um, not. Look, I, I don't know, it's a public. Email. You can buy the article though for eighteen bucks. I was <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, it gives you like, <laughs> it gives you here. It's here. Here's, Eighty dollars. Well, here it's it's um okay. Well, apparently you can buy the you can buy the complete issue for thirty bucks because apparently it's it's multiple things. Uh, or you can just buy this article for eighteen bucks. Because let's face it, that's really your only reason why you're going to buy it is because of this. Uh, here is five bucks. <laughs> okay, here is an abstract. Whatever that means, billions of people around the globe are well acquainted with SpongeBob SquarePants and the antics of the title character, title character and his friends Bikini Bottom. By the same token, there is an absence of public discourse of, about the whitewashing of violent American military activities through SpongeBob's occupation and reclaiming of bikini, bottom of Bikini Atoll's lagoon. SpongeBob SquarePants has played a role in normalizing the settler colonization taking of indigenous lands while erasing an ancestral bikini bottom bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland. The article exposes the complex the complex the complacency of popular culture in maintaining America's military uh in Oceania while amplifying the enduring ingenuity of oh boy it also considers the gendered violence of nuclear colonism and the resilience of Marshallese women. Whew. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, saying, it's, it's kind of bizarre. And then I'm like, like, well, I, I don't know how many readers it has. So I, I, mean, I you got to buy the article to read it. Like I'm sitting here. Here's the actual article. Starts off. Um, Popular. It's just, this is what she wrote. Popular culture influences many ways. Perhaps billions of people worldwide think about the think about the word bikini. Uh, consumers of popular culture associate bikini with the bathing suit, and those who watch the cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants counter Bikini Bottom as the aquatic home of the epitomous bright yellow sponge and his friends. Um, I guess as she uses Barker, twenty eighteen. I guess Stephen Hellenberg, the creator of SpongeBob, passed away in two thousand eighteen, a year that extended the cultural tsunami of his creation to even larger audiences and wider public acclaim than ever before including the tony award nominated nomination for spongebob squarepants the musical uh, in 2016 social media lit up with messages about Hel hellenberg's passing not noting that it's a sad day for bikini bottom and fans of the show missing oh i gotta shrink this Missing from the obituaries and tri tributes to Hillenberg's legacy, however, was any discussion about the normalization of col colonial and military violence in 
engineered through his cartoon depiction of Bikini Bottom. <laughs> Despite being presented as a nonsensical and harmless cartoon, SpongeBob shapes global perceptions of the actual place called Bikini. The cartoon desensitized viewers to the violence of settler colonization, normalizers, and erases the displacement of the Bikinian people from their ancestral land and whitewashes U.S. military rampages on the island in the historically and narratives of Bikini. It renders a particularly precocious harm to Marshallese women who are frequently both sexualized and erased from Tijuana, 2010, blah, blah. Uh, she's pointing out a fact of where she got that comment from. Though the cartoon's appropriation of their homeland, um, the settling of SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends at the Bikini Bottom is connected to a broader entanglements of military colonialism in the Marshall Islands that included dis- uh, disposition from and destruction of the island, exploitation of the people and the resources, and the othering of the Bikinian and Marshallese people. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the, the creator of SpongeBob probably just picked up the name, like like it's like it sounded good, and, you know. Wrote yeah, it found funny SpongeBob SquarePants. No, no, like the Bikini Bottom, like picking that location because that's basically what it comes down to. Like, sure, like he randomly picked the name, like Bikini right. Bottom. That's not a cool, like you know, it makes sense. Right, you know? it's a beach like motif. Right, you know, it's like it's like you know that like. <laughs> like the Jewish community is up that hard because SpongeBob came out of Auschwitz. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, Auschwitz <laughs> Island, you know. Or, you know. Oi! SpongeBob SquarePants! You don't understand. I'm, 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 like, I'm like, the two have nothing to do with each other. And I'm like, other than yeah, the combination of the name of Bikini I'm, Bottom. I'm Muscle Moses. Oi! I'm from Auschwitz. <laughs> My people came here for nothing. Uh, we're going <laughs> to make burgers here. Like, in Auschwitz, it's like... Uh, who lives in a yarmulke under uh, the sea? <laughs> Marshall Muscles! <laughs> like, I don't... I mean, like... like <laughs> who the... parts the sea to get on land? Marshall Muscles! Oi! Oi! And here's my very nice Jewish friend... Arthur, Arthur, how you doing, Arthur? <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> we have like, a nice Christian friend, Patty. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that this, way. But <laughs> I was say, like, just because they picked that name, like, all of a sudden, like, like that, like, SpongeBob, like, had something to do with right. the whole thing, and you're like, not even close. Like, and I'm like, is it because somebody, somebody did come with a SpongeBob <laughs> shirt in this class? Like, a few people showed up with SpongeBob, and she goes, "What the hell's a SpongeBob shit?" Right. Yeah, like, you know. And they explain the whole story. She watches this episode. She goes, oh, "I'm up in arms about it because it's like stupid." You know, like you know. right. It's one of those like, "Oh, you know what? You could problem with kids today." Oh, SpongeBob. That's the problem today. All you stoners out there. Let me tell you the real problem with SpongeBob. SpongeBob lives bikini bottom, right? Yeah, teach. You know what it means? It's an allegory for Bikini Atoll, where there's all these atrocities happen. And everyone's like, you need to take some of this, man, because we just see it as a fun show. We get to laugh our ass off. But, dude, calm your tits. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, there you have it, folks. That was us uh, geeksters. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did and you haven't done it yet, 
Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And of course, if there's anything you want to hear about us on the show, we like this to address, contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at Word. Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior! That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! My DM says you're a dweeb.